It's another Micro Action Monday on Studio Class. Welcome to Monday, divas. Here we are. I hope that you are having a beautiful day. If you're not, I hope that we can make it a little bit more beautiful together. So here we are. Let's talk about auditions today. How about that? <laughs> In this day and age, uh, we're probably auditioning as much virtually as we are. I mean, I hope even more and more so because we have the technology to do it. But we're auditioning virtually as often as we're thinking about auditioning in person. And let's just talk a little bit about that, that experience. I remember that one of the best comments I ever heard in an audition experience was a panelist like leaning over and being like, wow, she really came to play. And I thought, that's it. That's, that's the goal, right? Is showing up in that experience prepared, ready to rock their faces off. <laughs> that, that you also came with this, this, with your personality sparkling and you came with a sense of, I'm, I'm the person for this gig. I'm the person for this job. And that's the thing that I want us to focus on the most with this is not necessarily little tips and tricks to like win, like, you know, hack the audition. I don't think that that's what we're about. I really think it's about knowing that we're the right person for a gig and then being able to demonstrate that to decision makers. So auditioning, yes, is a separate art form, practically a separate a separate skill than performing. You have to be able to generate all of that specialness about you and be easy with it in front of a panelist or a judge, you know? And that can be a little challenging. And I think my, my biggest recommendation for that is what I call upping your averages, which is just do it a lot. You know, we get better. Well, and this is also one of my favorite adages about the key to confidence. Did I ever tell you this? There are two keys to having confidence, which is number one, to build the skill. And number two, to recognize that you have the skill. That's my, that's my building your confidence roadmap. It's, it's two parts, build your skill and then recognize that you have the skill. Auditioning, like I said, is its own skill. So you just have to get in there and do it a lot, you know, just, and put yourself in the in the place where that can happen, put yourself in the room, so to speak. So I want you to be thinking about how can I wait? Well, one, how can I up my averages? How can I get into that auditioning cycle more regularly so that I can build my skill and then recognize that I have the skill? And, and then also think about, am I aligned with the opportunity on the other side of this? Am I, you know, is it something that I, that I want? Why do I want this audition? And so before we get into that, I really want to talk about that part of it, which is the mindset aspect of, of auditioning. And before you go into any audition experience, I want you to ask yourself, why do I want this audition? Why do I want what's on the other side of this audition? What, what in me is needing that experience? And am I, is it the right next step? When I walk into the audition, 
am I already thinking I have this part? I've got this. I've got this in the bag. I can't wait to be in production with these people, right? Or am I walking in there being like, why on earth would they want to hire me? And if that's the case, then you're defeating yourself before you get into the room. I think I want you to go into these auditions really building yourself up and saying, and saying, I am the right person for this part. And if they don't pick me, it's totally fine. Like you're not too tied to the outcome. You're tied to the experience of putting yourself out there to be picked. You're saying, yes, I am so excited to put myself in front of these people and say, are we the right fit? Going into auditions like that allows you to have a lot more ease and grace in those moments. In, and I'm just trying to help us all avoid thirsty audition behavior because nobody likes that. <laughs> so remember, we're not in there being like, this is my make or break moment. But we're going, I think I'm the right person for this job. Are, do you think that we would make a good fit? That kind of thing. When you walk in to any audition, I really want you to ask, you ask for more information about it. Do they want you to introduce your pieces? Do they want you to introduce yourself? Should you shake hands with the judges? Should you not? That's kind of in the, in the room. Also, if you're creating a video audition, find out, you know, send them an email, send them a message, whatever, ask them, do you want verbal introductions to the pieces? Do you want no introductions to the pieces? And find that information out. It never hurts to get, give yourself all the advantages is always the thing that I say. If you are going into an audition setting where you're working with, with not your own accompanist, that always happens. We all have, have auditions where we, we don't get to bring our A team to it. We have to, we are going into this and working with their, their preferred, preferred collaborative pianist. And so that's great. You know, they, I mean, by and large, they're picking someone who is a, a total badass at playing all of the repertoire that you're like possibly bringing. But it's always okay to check if you have something a little obscure or doesn't happen in audition spheres all that often. It's okay to, it's okay to get that in from like, get the, get the contact information of them ahead of time and be like, how comfortable are you playing this? You know, would you, and then, and that tells you, am I going to be putting my best foot forward in this scenario if they're not as comfortable playing my repertoire? Uh, when you go, make sure that your pieces are clear in your binder, that everything's marked really, really clearly. If that's tabs or what, or if it's just an order, that's fine. Always, always, always mark your own cuts. They will not play what they can't see. Keep your binder you know, pianists only clean, that it's not for you, it's for them, right? No extraneous markings. And, you know, write in your cadenzas and your ornaments very clearly if it's something so that they they have the heads up. They're going to help you. They're trying to help you have your best experience. And let's see here. If you don't want to sing it, don't put it in your binder. If you don't want to sing it, don't have it anywhere near that because I've heard so many stories about people going into it and they 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 just have something that they're working on in in the binder and a, a panelist or you know music director or whatever 
coming up and being like, oh, are you working on this aria right now? Are you, oh, are you, are you singing this right now? And you're like, well, yeah, kind of. And they're like, great, let's do it. No, no, don't get sucked into that. Don't let them trick you that way. (laughs) (laughs) So because you want to stay within your zone of genius, everything that you've worked up for that moment, leave that on the table and don't, don't add anything out of pressure. So don't, don't bring anything that might, that wouldn't put you in the best light. Uh, copy out your repeats and decapos and things like that. Make it super easy to just flow through an entire audition. And like I said, auditions are always kind of that first impressions game. And one of my favorite responses or one of the favorite kind of uh, pieces of advice that I heard along the way was make them feel like they want to have a cup of coffee with you. So I want you to go in there with openness, with being your most pleasant and centered self, be confident, be friendly, Uh, try to balance out any of that manic friendliness that we sometimes get in the audition space Just remember that these are people, you're a person, you're just trying to connect to see if this is the right situation for both of you. Are you the right collaborative team to bring this this project, this performance, this production to life? So remember, that's what you're trying to exude is, do I want to have coffee with them? And then ask that, like bringing yourself to that so that they want to have coffee with you. All right. So, um, yeah, I, I think... A big part of that is that if you're going to big cattle call type auditions, remember to protect your energy when you're in the space where all the singers are congregating. Be be open, be friendly, do what you need to do. You can always tell the difference between, I mean, people are always there. They know a ton of each other. That's okay. Let That's part of your community is getting getting to know people in that room in a positive way. If it's going to mess with your head for what you're about to do, with your audition, that's fine. Put your earbuds in and just stay focused, right? Meditate, do whatever you need to do. Um, but but don't, don't mistake that maybe the thing that's supposed to come out of that audition experience is not the gig, but the connections that you've made in that room too. Remember that there's lots of ways to win. It's not just the gig. It's remember, there's lots of ways to win. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, divas, what else do we want to know about that audition experience? I think after your audition is also important. The postmortem of what you go, what you've done there is, is a learning experience for you. Remember, auditions are not meant to be demeaning or demoralizing. The people in that room want you to have the best experience possible. They're looking for someone that's going to be the star of the show and they want you to be that person. They don't want everyone in front of them to fail. That's not, that's, that's not a good day. That's not what we want. Right. So going, going out of that, if you had a kind of crash and burn experience, just know that we've all had them and that it just means that that's, that you had some things that you needed to learn. You clearly needed to learn, uh, certain preparation techniques to make sure that you're not having that kind of meltdown in an audition setting. Don't be afraid. It happens. And, and, or, you know, if you need to work, work through some blocks on 
stress and memorization. Sometimes that happens to us and we don't find those things out until we're in the situation where we have stress that's starting to block us from being able to do memory recall. And that's part of it is that we need to practice our memorization techniques in multiple different ways. So if one neural pathway gets blocked because of stress, you've got other things to rely on. Be confident in your preparation. Always just get back out there, sign up for another audition. And the postmortem, I think, is what I wanted to talk about, which is the takeaways. What are your takeaways from it? And ask yourself without while being tender to yourself. Don't beat yourself up while you're doing the postmortem. Use it to gain. Remember, like we're always looking for the win. There's always a win. And you can ask yourself, what would I have liked to experience? What would I have liked to feel during that experience? What would I have liked to execute better? And did I prepare myself well for this audition? Did I feel like I was going in on top of my game? Did I feel like I was, you know, out of my game. Oh, that brings me to one other point is, uh, I think most singers know this, but we, we still do it. I, it's just human tendency, I think sometimes. But if you are feeling not 100% on top of your game, no apologizing in the audition room. They don't know that and they don't care. <laughs> they don't care if you could do it better. They want to see you execute right then and there. So your you're saying, oh, I'm feeling a little, like, I'm feeling a little under the, oh, allergies, blah, blah, blah. They, they don't care if they've heard it before. It doesn't matter if you, if you are not executing at that moment, that's fine. Just do what you need to do, get through it, use it as a, an experience builder for yourself and be, and be released from any expectations on the other side. There's no need to apologize for anything that you're bringing to that room. You're just bringing your best. You're bringing your best on that day whatever it is. And then what did I learn from other people? Like I said, you can learn a great deal from observing the other auditionees and the audition panel. Did you perceive that the audition panel looked at you a lot? Did you see them writing comments at any certain particular time? You can't guess necessarily what they were writing unless they offer feedback. If they offer feedback, take it, go ahead, ask them for it. Uh, but also what did you observe from the people, the other auditionees in the room? Did anybody stand out to you with their, with their energy, with the way that they held themselves, with the way they connected with other people? What about you can emulate the thing that you liked about that? Always ask yourself, am I willing to learn? If you're not willing to learn from each audition experience, this is going to be a tough road. It's, it's going to be tough. Remember that this is part of the process and you are going in there being like, what are all the things that I can learn from this experience in and release yourself? Remember, release yourself from the outcome, go in there being super tied to the experience that you can have in the audition, whether or not that's in-person auditions or video, video auditions. What can I learn from the fact that I got up there and I recorded and how many takes did it take me? What, what made me feel like I was ready to send this particular track in? All of that stuff. Do you have any audition stories, divas? I would love to hear them. Did you, what is it? Uh, win, lose, or learn, right? But there's no lose. There's just winning, winning and learning. 
<laughs> so tell me yours and I will be there to to celebrate you and commiserate with you, whatever it is that you want. And I can't wait to hear from you. You know where to find me. I'm at MezzoEnan. And until next time, stay sparkly inside and out. Thanks for joining me for Micro Action Monday. Again, I'm Megan Enan, and you can find me on all the socials at Mezzo Enan. That's I-H-N-E-N. Did you know that Studio Class is part of the Sybaritic Singer? It is. And if you liked this episode, you're going to love my 29 Days to Diva series. That's on SybariticSinger.com. And if you liked this episode, will you please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast? Thanks. It means a lot to me.